Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. It has been another crazy week, an upside-down week. The news is dominated, controlled. There's nothing else but Donald Trump. I have intentionally avoided talking about him the last few weeks because there are things going on all over the world we should know about. Some things happy, some things good. Uh, some weeks I've gotten away with it. I don't, one week I didn't mention him at all, another time twice. Generally, though, at least half the show has to go to him. This week, I have to talk about Donald Trump quite a bit because some things we just have to talk about we can't avoid. But I'd like to start with a few other items uh, that you may or may not be aware of and which I think are interesting. Cemeteries, the place where we sleep when we die, cemeteries, uh, can tell or do tell the history of a community, the community where they're located. Uh, People have a way of putting some few words on their stones, which last for a couple of centuries, and they tell us something about them and the time during which they lived, etc. Our Key West Cemetery is no different. Uh, we're an upside-down city here. We're a bit funky. Uh, we're a good-time place. And people have, I would describe as oddball things to say. Well, there is one particular stone in the Key West Cemetery, which has always amused me, and put a smile on my face. When this gentleman died, he had inscribed on his stone the following. I told you I was sick. I told you I was sick. Isn't that cool? And it's one of the most popular tombstones in Key West in our cemetery. In fact, we have so many sayings like this in our cemetery that we have guided tours through the cemetery, okay, so people can have these stones and their sayings brought to their attention. Want to go to Arkansas, Greenbrier Public School, Greenbrier Public School. We had the National School Walkout, what, 10 days ago, something like that, within two weeks. Uh, the high school kids across the country, we all thought, left their high schools and walked in protest of the failure uh, to get new gun laws. And uh, I assume all high school kids were doing that. Maybe a handful stayed in the school, but everyone. Not so. In Greenbrier Public School in Arkansas, not all of the school children walked out for those 17 minutes. In fact, out of an entire high school, only three walked out. Three, two of which were top students in the class. Both male and female, both genders were involved in the threesome. And they went outside and sat on a bench for 17 minutes. None of the other kids walked out. In fact, as these three walked out of the school, they were vocally insulted and degraded by the other students. Greenbrier, Arkansas is one of the most ultra-conservative areas in the nation. Okay, so these three kids are sitting out there. Everybody else is making fun of them from inside the school. And outside walks the school administrator. He says, you've got to go back in. You can't do this. It breaks the rules. We don't permit this walkout. It's improper. And the three looked at each other and said, no, we're going to stay here for 17 minutes. 
He says, well, you're going to get punished for this, you know, and they just nodded their heads. He went back in. When the 17 minutes were over, the three kids went in, and the administrator says, the principal wants to see you. So they walked down to the principal's office, and they were told that they had done wrong. They had violated school board and school policy, school board rules and school board policy, by walking out without permission, and they had to be punished. They had to be punished. How stupid in this day and age to be punished. What are you going to do, keep them after school? No! The punishment was an option, one of two things. Corporal punishment, which was bend over the desk and get your ass smacked with a paddle twice. You heard me. Bend over the desk and get your, there was a girl there, and get your ass smacked twice by a paddle. Or two-day suspension. The three conferred and opted to take the three day, the uh, two swats by the paddle. Their parents were called, and the parents gave permission for this type of punishment to be had. And these three kids got corporal punishment. They bent over the desk, and they had their derriers hit with a paddle. This is 2017. I thought corporal punishment went out with the Middle Ages. This is not the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, turns out that Arkansas, where this occurred, is one of 15 states in the Union that, by law, permit corporal punishment of school students. Isn't that amazing? Now, what I, one, I thought this was wrong to do, uh, but the other thing, and I respect these three kids, by the way, uh, they're going to do well in life. They know how to stand up for what they believe in, and they know when they have to take a punishment, you take it and move on. What bothered me was violence was used on them. When they got their asses swatted with that paddle, that's violence. And here are these three children, these three high schoolers. What were they doing? They were protesting violence. The 17 dead at Douglas High School in Florida. Here they are protesting violence, and they're punished by violence being imposed on them. Bar Okay, now I want to go to another issue. I believe that our value standards are screwed up in this country, and I'm sure most of you agree with that statement. Our value standards are screwed up. Example, 17 people died at Douglas High School. Okay, no question, 17 people died. Not one piece of legislation has been introduced in Congress yet, not one piece of legislation, for gun control in any form, even a milk-down version. Now, one day last week, in a United Airlines flight, on a United Airlines flight, uh, a woman had her dog in a, you know, one of those carry-on things you put your, your dog in, your little puppy, and she had it under her seat. And they said, the attendant said, oh, no, you can't leave the dog under your seat. You've got to put it in the bin over your head. The woman said no. The attendant said yes. So the woman acquiesced, and the dog was put in the bin. By the time they got wherever they went, the dog was dead, couldn't breathe. Okay. The next day, a senator, and I don't recall who, the next day, no, I'm sorry, not the next day, within 48 hours, 
a United States senator submitted a bill to prohibit airlines from putting caged animals in the upper bin. Now, what's more important? Okay, what's more important? The people's lives. I mean, we had 17 people killed with guns. We've had how many people killed since uh, the year 2000? This is an issue that doesn't get dealt with because our legislators in Washington are bought by the NRA and by the gun manufacturers. We know this. And no one's done shit yet. Excuse my, my, my vocabulary. But yet for a dog, and we all love dogs, don't get me wrong, who died within 48 hours, the United States senator had a piece of legislation on the floor to prohibit that type of activity in the future. Want to talk about Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. It was announced this past week that he and his wife, Vanessa, are going to get a divorce. She has filed already for a divorce. Uh, Junior is about 50 years old. They have, I think, two children, maybe three. I think it's two. Not very smart, these Trumps, even the father. Not very smart. Because in the midst of the Mueller investigation, the worst thing any Trump can do is divorce their spouse. All right? Because you can bet at some point Mueller's people are going to be questioning Vanessa Trump here, uh, the wife who has filed for divorce. And the fact that they were husband and wife when things may have occurred does not necessarily block their revealing or giving testimony. It covers some situations. It doesn't come, cover others. I guarantee you Vanessa will be cooperative. It's the old story. I don't know what her problem is, why she wants a divorce from him, but it's a woman scorned. And she will talk with them with the authorities, with the Mueller team, and something she says guaranteed is going to be helpful. And again, i got to say, it's stupid they're divorcing at this time. It's stupid that Donald Jr. could not preserve his marriage until this damn investigation is over. Shows you the brightness of some of the Trump people. Okay. We've reached Donald Trump. The rest of the show, my friends, 20 minutes is Donald Trump, but you will enjoy, I guarantee it. First, I believe he's gone power mad. Trump has gone power mad. I mean, he's done a lot of crazy things which show that he's gone power mad, but the two most recent ones, and they bother me very much. One, he fought the firing of uh, the FBI's number three person, formerly acting director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe. The guy's put in 21 years working for the government, had his life on the line several times, has served well. Everyone seems to like him. Uh, he put in for retirement. 27 hours before his retirement was uh, going to be permanent, effective is a better word, effective. At 10 o'clock on a Friday night, he was informed he had been fired. Now, by being fired before his 20 years were encased or had run through, he was 27 hours short, he lost his pension and all the benefits that came with it, hospitalization, the check every month. Can you imagine? And Donald Trump did this. That's mean. That's vindictive. This guy, he's got a squirrel upstairs in his head. He's not stable. He's a brute. Uh, you just don't do this to people. No matter how much you dislike them, you don't do this to people. 
So that's number one. That's an example of power having gone mad at the top. The other is Trump suing uh, the stripper Stoney Daniels. She's becoming a famous woman in our country for $20 million. She was the woman who in 2006 had sex one time at a, in Las Vegas at a golf tournament where Trump was playing one time. Uh, for some reason, she was going to blow the whistle on him the day before the election in 2016. Uh, she was paid $130,000 not to do it. She accepted the $130,000. Uh, she also, part of that agreement was arbitration. Part of that agreement was a non-disclosure clause. She could not talk about this at all. Otherwise, she'd have to pay the $130,000 back. Uh well, there's two things that are interesting here. One, Donald Trump never signed this agreement. His attorney signed for a corporation <laughs> that was formed just to pay her off. Uh, but and, and now he's saying, you talked 20 times out of school. You shouldn't talk about our affair. And the penalty in the agreement she signed is for $1 million each time. You owe me $20 million. And here, Donald Trump, President of the United States, and now with his name on the papers filed in federal court, is suing her to recoup or get $20 million from her. Well, he's going to get diddly dip from her. This woman hasn't got $20 million. I'd be shocked if she has $1 million. Uh... And I got a feeling in the end the courts are going to allow her to tell her story. That the non-disclosure agreement bothers me because they've been interpreted by the courts. They hold them strongly. But here Trump never signed. That's number one. Number two, the penalty is excessive here. She got 130000 She has to pay $1 million each time uh, she may blow the whistle. She talks. That's not the way the law works. There's got to be something even balanced about these things. I don't know where this is going. It's supposed to be on the T what's the T V show this Sunday night? It's going to be on I forget Anderson Little show. Sixty minutes Sunday night. I'm gonna be watching. You may be glued to your T V set too. Because she's gonna talk. And I don't think they can stop her because Anderson Little and sixty minutes are not part of the agreement. There are a lot of cases that say it's okay then. And she's the one that's gonna to have to pay another twenty another million dollars. If you owe twenty million and you haven't got it, what difference does it make if you owe twenty one million dollars? I wanna talk about Trump and Putin. Good friend Putin. Now let me say this outright. This isn't even in my notes, I just heard it on T V a half hour ago. It was Putin's birthday. Uh, no was in his birthday. I'm sorry. See, I, can't, I don't have notes on this. I screw up. Putin won election by about 85% of the vote in Russia this week. And he, Trump was told by all his staff, by his attorneys, don't call Putin and congratulate him. What did Trump do today? He called, or yesterday, he called Putin and he congratulated him on his election, how popular he was, and the big majority he had. This guy who invaded and screwed up our 2016 presidential election, this man who says he didn't do any of these things wrong, this man who's ready, all right, to turn off our power grid, will have no electricity. This is a man that Trump keeps saying, he told me he didn't do it, I believe him. Uh, it sounds like Bush, too, who said, I looked in Putin's eyes and I could see he was an honest man. Uh, so, what am I saying? Follow me. I believe 
what I'm going to describe to you is evidence that Putin acts while Trump sits on his ass. Follow what I just said. Putin acts while Trump sits on his ass. Albert Einstein said, and I quote, the world is a dangerous place because of those who look on and do nothing. The world is a dangerous place because of those who look on and do nothing. Now, what am I talking about here? Well, Putin is afraid. He's concerned that we are now going to hack into his computers. Uh, We're going to do something wrong. We may affect how he can send his nuclear weapons up or something like that, because we have the capacity to do these things. We don't have dumb scientists in this country, but we don't do these things or haven't yet. And so here's what he's, he's done. Putin uh, recently gave, it's called the Federal Guard Services, Federal Guard Services Powers. Putin gave them, this, this agency of the Russian government, powers to counter, to counter hacking attacks on Russia's data resources, on Russia's data resources, and to protect the personal data of senior Russian officials and their families, and to protect the personal data of senior Russian officials and their families. After all, he, he don't want them to screw up his money. He's the, they say he's the richest man in the world. Even Forbes doesn't list him. And because they don't list him doesn't mean he's not the richest man. He, he's been there for 17 years running Russia. He gets a piece of everything that goes on in Russia. The word is he gets 17% of everything in Russia. The man is filthy rich. And we can screw everything up for him. We can screw up his checking accounts, his savings accounts. We can put holds on him at certain banks in certain countries by telling those countries you don't get any more aid from us. If you let him do business with your bank and we're, we're, we're putting a hold, you can't touch that account, nor can you let him touch that account, et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, while Trump is doing this to protect Russia's ass and his ass, what are we doing? We already know Russia screwed us up in the 2016 election. Uh, we're not putting in any sanctions on Russia. We, he has the authority and hasn't done it. Uh, he doesn't want to do it because he does, Putin keeps telling Trump he's not doing, he didn't do any of these things. He didn't hack into our electoral election process. While all this is going on, and Trump should be burying, burying Russia with sanctions, okay, and things like that, we did sanction somebody, okay? Libya! Little Libya and Africa we sanctioned, okay? Why did we sanction Libya recently? Because there's oil smuggling going on in Libya. So Trump sanctioned, he authorized the sanctioning of six people, 24 companies, and seven vessels. America can't do business with them, and it freezes their property in the United States. Well, I'm glad he did something about little Libya and oil smuggling. I think what has been done with our political system is far worse by Russia, and we should be on Putin's ass for doing that instead of Trump sitting on his ass. Excuse the blunt way I put it, but that's the way I see it. Now, let me stay with the sanctioning bit. Bit. Uh, The word is out that Putin is considering 
attacking our power grid. Now, you know what the power grid is. You've got electricity in this country. Everything runs off electricity. Think of it. No electricity, no air conditioning, no television, no telephones, uh, no airplanes, <laughs> no nuclear weapons. Everything runs off computers. Computers run off of electricity. And now it is it has been determined that Putin has the power to turn our electric off, but with the snap of a finger, the press of a button, everything in the United States will go black. Hmm. Now, <laughs> strange, isn't it? We're not doing anything to him, but what happened, what's happened is this. He got away with 2016. You see, he's a bit of a comedian, Putin. He likes to do things to people and then laugh when they get screwed up. And if they don't retaliate, he goes to another step. Have we retaliated with regard to 2016? No. So he's going to do something else, something bigger. And he knows he's going to get away with it again because so far, excuse the way I put it, my friends, Trump has not had the balls to confront him. And this could very well happen here. Uh, it bothers me. It bothers you. I believe the first obligation of any president of the United States is to protect the people. If we got nothing going, they can come over here and do anything they want with their bombs, their planes, etc. These things bother me because if any president in my lifetime, any United States president, has been capable of getting us into a war, getting us into a war, it is Donald Now I want to talk to you about the tariff thing he came out with. You know, 25% tariff on steel, 10% tariff on aluminum. He figures, oh, he doesn't even understand tariffs. You know, there are some countries that are taking advantage of us, but at the same time, we take advantage of them through another thing, or another type of business we're doing them, doing with them. These things, they may not balance out, but they're close. Sometimes we whip them. Sometimes they beat us, but it's not the bad situation. The numbers aren't as presented by Trump, uh, but he's going to do this, and that means that there's going to be more jobs in America. we got to protect our people, protect our jobs, and make more jobs, and it's only going to end up, and all the economists say this. I don't know when Donald Trump became an economist, that it's going to hurt us in the end, we're going to lose jobs. It could result in a depression. Well, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not an economist. But you've heard of the company called Electrolux. They make a vacuum cleaner, Electrolux. It's a Swedish company. I remember Electrolux. I remember my parents bought their, their new house in 1941. All new furniture, new carpeting in the living room. So was a big place, living room, new carpeting in the dining room. And... They also bought a new Electrolux vacuum cleaner. I can still see the vacuum cleaner in my mind and because it was my job twice a week, my responsibility to vacuum the carpets in the living room and the dining room. Well, here's what's happened. And this just happened like the day after he announced the tariffs. This happened. Sweden, a Swedish company, uh, they announced this past January 
They have a plant in Springfield, Tennessee. They do business in this country. They have a plant in Springfield, Tennessee, and they announced in January they were going to do a $250 million plant expansion. Plant expansion. They they make Electrolux there. And uh, 400,000 square feet. Well, (laughs) when he came out with this announcement, Electrolux said, we're not going ahead. They were going to start construction, by the way, in the fall. We're not going ahead with our plans for the $250 million plan expansion because if things work as we believe and these tariffs go into effect, we can't compete with the foreign appliance makers. Those that make Electrolux products in Europe and in Asia, we can't match them money-wise. And we're going to go down the tubes on it. So we're not going to spend any money. We're not going to spend any money, okay? Hmm. Now, you have to understand, what has Springfield, Tennessee lost now? They've lost the construction workers and the contractor who's going to make a ton of money constructing the $250 million plan expansion. They've lost the suppliers of materials. They're not going to make any money. Uh, the local people with the, you know, the sandwich shops, the drugstores, and the motels, they're not going to make any money. And the people that would have been employed there, the new people employed, they're not going to have jobs. Now, Electrolux likes the United States because if we move from Springfield, Tennessee, to Anderson, Tennessee, Electrolux has another plant there. And last year, this plant, by the way, they make Frigidaire freezers there. Electrolux makes Frigidaire freezers in Anderson, Tennessee. And last year, uh, they announced they were going to do a $200 million expansion at the Anderson plant. It was started more, more than a year ago. It's almost completed. And in regard to that, Electrolux announced we're going to complete the, the construction because we got it started, and then we'll see where we are from there. But here is where our President Trump, who knows everything, was going to save jobs, and the first thing he did was blow Electrolux uh, of the picture. Okay. Trump. Trump. <laughs> School safety is a very important issue. All right? I mean, and you don't have to be a genius to know. You have to outlaw weapons uh, of war like the AR-15. You've got to increase the age by which a person can be licensed to have a gun to 28, from 18 to 21. Uh, you got to do things like, and you've got to investigate the person uh, more than we do now to see if they're not their criminal record they shouldn't have a gun and maybe this would help the situation and he said he was going to do it then he had the meeting remember the meeting some of the kids from douglas uh, some of the parents from where the children were killed five years ago stony something or other uh and some school administrators and he said I'm going to do this. I'm going to increase the, the age. I'm going to get rid of those AR-15s. I'm not afraid of the NRA. He made it very clear. He was emphatic. He raised his voice. I'm not afraid of the NRA. The very next day, what did he announce? <laughs> what he was going to do was appoint a commission, put this nut, the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, you saw her on TV, if you didn't, this woman, she's as good as Sarah Palin or as bad as Sarah Palin. Uh, And this commission had one year to come up with advices on the following 
here's what he was looking to do. He wasn't going to Congress right away. He didn't have support. He didn't have the money. So now we got to wait a year to find out what we're going to do. But here's what he wants to do. He did not include in, in their assignment raising the age limit for buying guns. Uh, he needs money. He's going to train teachers to carry guns, but where's he going to get the money for it? Congress won't give him the money. It only took him 24 hours for Paul Ryan and, uh, to tell him, we're not going to give you the money out of the House of Representatives for this. That's not neither good or bad, but he didn't have the money. So he's going to the Justice Department that has funds not to do that, but he's going to take funds from something else and use that to teach the teachers. And this is the way it is. Uh, now, staying with this quickly because my time is running. There was another school shooting today in Maryland. Two students were shot. They didn't die. Why? Because there was a police officer there. His job was to walk around the school. And what did he do? He reacted immediately, and he went in, and he shot the kid who had the pistol and killed him. Okay? Fortunately, it was not an AR-15. Anyhow... Trump's letting us down on the school situation, also in guns. I got a lot more, but maybe some of it next week. My time is running out. Thank you for joining me. Uh, come back next week. I enjoy doing the show, and I know you people enjoy it. I get enough comments from you, and my numbers keep going up. Buy my book, Irma and Me, please. Uh, 1495, Amazon.com or Barnes You'll enjoy it. Trust me not sad it's not happy. It's a little bit of everything okay and look for me on facebook key west lou live video every couple of days i get on there and i say donald trump did this or that or i'll talk about something else thank you again for joining me i'll be with you again next week